0: Break, Just waking up in the morning, gotta thank God. I don't know, but today seems Dog, no small, and Mama cooked the breakfast with no home. I got my girl bone, but didn't dig out. Finally got a call from a girl, want to dig out. Hooked it up for later as I hit the dope. Another twenty four. I gotta go because I got me a drop topping.
1: If I
2: hit us, all right, welcome back to the Texas Hip Show. It is Russell with the Texas Hip Reporter Magazine, podcast number sixty two this week here on the podcast sorry and i have just plugged in a new road mic that i got here uh, in the studio this week so i didn't have that thing all the way plugged in there but anyway welcome to podcast number 62 and last week thank you again to karen from the texas hip awards who was on the program last week talking with karen about everything going on with uh, uh, all your voting you can vote for this show you can vote for many advocate warriors uh, you can vote for the Texas Hemp Reporter if you want and get um, a vote in. We would appreciate your support on that stuff. But it's just, again, like I said, just a great honor just to be nominated in, in the categories for uh, media and um, production uh, this year. So that's a lot of fun. Today, joining us on the Texas Hemp Show podcast number 62 is uh, this week, uh, Colt DeMorris, um, the uh, normal director for the chapter there in El Paso. Colt, uh, joining us here on the program. Welcome to the Texas Hemp Show, my friend. Hey,
3: Russell. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it.
2: You were referred, I think, to us, Colt, from, was it David Bass, I think? Did David refer me to you? I think he
3: did. Yeah, that's who it is. Yeah. And thank, yeah, Yeah. big shout out to David Bass for that. (laughs) Yeah, he-
2: Yeah, he's really, he's really something. He was on the show with Jesse on the September 1st show. I forget what podcast it was, Colt, but it was the first day of the, he unveiled his, you know, cannabis, legal cannabis uh, uh, medicine here on the program. And, and uh, as a, as a big advocate warrior himself, you know, he, he, he said, Russell, you really need to, Look up Colt, and so I looked into you and got to, got to seeing some of the advocacy that you've been doing over there. Your name had come up several times from Jacks here in Austin and uh, Jesse as well. So um, tell us a little bit about what you've got going over there in, in El Paso as the normal director, Colt, and and um, some of the challenges you're facing, and then hopefully uh, maybe you can speak to to some of the the things that you guys are trying to get done legislative there in, in the El Paso West Texas districts.
3: Of course, of course. Well, um, we've done a lot when it comes to um, political stuff. Um, You know, we've always worked hand in hand since 2014 with Representative Joe Moody. Um, That's something that we've done here a lot locally uh, is work on that bill, the penalty reduction bill. Um, Joe Moody and myself actually sat down in February of 2014. And I gave him a bill that was going through Washington, D.C. at the time and told him, you know, if this is good enough for our nation's capital, it's good enough for Texas. And it was at the time it was just a hundred dollar civil fine. Uh, So he built off of that bill. And of course, it's been changed over the years a little bit here, a little bit there. But uh, he's worked very hard on it um, all uh, since 2014. Um, Another thing that we've done is um, we've worked with city council to pass a site release resolution. Um, Unfortunately, it wasn't an ordinance. Um, It was just a resolution basically saying that uh, city council supported uh, El Paso PD and kind of an an instruction of what they wanted them to do. Um, El Paso PD has not really abided by that too much. Uh, they're still arresting. Last time I checked that at about a 75% rate. Um, but now we're, we're trying to, uh, over the last, I'll say six months, we've been trying to stop them from using funds uh, to test misdemeanor amounts of marijuana. Uh, for a while, they didn't have the funding, uh, just like they don't have the funding from the state. They didn't have the funding locally here. Uh, to test. And our local DA said that she wasn't going to prosecute any cases without tests. So they went to city council to request uh, $72,000 to start with. And um, they got it. It was a a split decision, uh, four and four between the council members and the mayor voted uh, uh, in favor of giving it to them, splitting the tie. So now they're coming back and they're wanting about uh, $360,000, I believe, and uh, it's like $72,000 per year for like five years. Um, th- that way, they so they can continue to test uh, misdemeanor amounts of marijuana. Uh, they want to do it through a lab that they're going to be sending their stuff to, which is in New Mexico. Uh, so they're going to be taking... Contraband that they catch here, marijuana or whatever, sending it to a lab in a legal state and this lab will process for THC percentage so they can turn those over to the local DA uh, for prosecution. So, uh, you know, we've been really uh, trying to work locally uh, here to stop little things like that um, as while we stay uh, kicking, uh, you know, laws down at the state trying to get those changed as well
2: yeah the uh, I saw the website earlier, um or maybe this was on your a post on your Facebook page uh, that explained that it was the same crime lab that had a previously lost its accredita- accreditation as yes. uh, as uh, in the recent past. and so I saw on your Facebook page that you were advocating for folks to contact the representative, uh, reach out to them and uh, let them know that you, as a public citizen, do not approve the, for the Verdes uh, Police Department getting these funds. Um, but that that was a, a blow to you guys, though, wasn't it, in the end?
3: It was. It was. It definitely was. And um, it came as a surprise uh, in a sense that um, some we thought we had some support from certain representatives, and they actually voted against it, where... And then where we thought we had, uh, you know, somebody that was against us and they actually voted in our favor. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was kind of it was a really screwy thing. Uh, we're trying to get people to contact their representatives here locally now, their council members, um, specific ones, because we, we need to s- try to switch that vote uh, the next time this issue comes up where they're requesting an additional funds after that 72,000
2: yeah I mean it's it is that they use the funds to test the legal hemp delta eight nine products they use that fu- that funding is is used uh to ultimately uh criminalize um uh, marijuana and uh, and it keeps their their level of enforcement at a you know at a high level i guess I mean that's uh, the, the them not having that money kind of creates a um well it it benefits uh our, our our the judicial system i mean it benefits uh, cr- uh, uh those of us getting prosecuted here in te- the lone star state
3: uh with for cannabis yeah it would kind of be like a de facto decriminalization yeah uh, in a sense that they c- they they couldn't test so therefore the prosecutors not going to prosecute uh without that test but yeah we're... we're We've, that's kind of gone behind us now uh you know so we're fighting them to to stop what, uh the additional funding we've already lost the the battle on that uh first seventy two thousand now they're wanting more um you know we can't stop them there um but you know and that it's gonna be a huge problem uh a lot of people are the arrest rates are gonna go up here locally uh when new mexico kicks off its recreational sales uh in april of 2022 next year just months away you know and our our there's going to be a lot of citizens from el paso going you know 30 minutes down the road and picking up legal purchasing legal cannabis and bringing it back home
2: no you have a uh i don't know what your your day job is or career wise but i i think that my, my buddies were telling me you work in uh, New Mexico in the, sp- in the space. I'm very uh, um, aware of the April 1st, uh, retail debt. Uh, that's when retailers can open up for, for, uh, recreational cannabis in New Mexico. I'm actually very curious about getting my publications into New Mexico, um, as well, a little more. I'm, I'm, I'm a big, uh, a fan of the state there I just love New Mexico and um, I've been aware of this uh, coming uh, with the uh, April 1st. Um, can you tell or is it all right to ask what you do there because I think that was a unique thing that that the guys were telling me that got me to get you on was that you're as the normal director there in El Paso you do cross state lines for your job and and work in in that space. I just thought I might ask you to uh, you know to talk a little bit about your experience with New Mexico as it relates to, to what you do in your advocacy work?
3: Of course, of course. So uh, my advocacy ultimately started after my mom became sick and I lost her to cancer. Uh, That was in 2009. Um, I I was doing uh, education uh, through Facebook, a page uh, called Cannabis Users United. And uh, then in 2014, I started Normal. And shortly after that, my wife was diagnosed with cancer. Well, actually, in December of 2012, she was. Um, in 2016, I ended up losing my wife to cancer. Uh, so, my fight has always been for the patients um, to get patients' access and not have them uh, suffer in the way that my family has um, over the last 12 years. Uh, you know, I, and I just recently have another uh, cancer diagnosis within my family. So, We're about to take that whole road again. But um, my fight has always been for patience. And um, I had somebody that knew where my fight started and what I fought for. And they brought me into uh, Pecos Valley Production um, in New Mexico. Uh, They've been around since uh, 2015, I believe. Um, Fairly new company compared to other ones that have been out there. And I currently am the manager of the Sunland Park store in Sunland Park, New Mexico, um, where I actually, uh, my assistant manager is also my stepdaughter. Uh, She's the one that lost the mother uh, into my wife in 2016. So we're actually, we've been given this opportunity to turn around and uh, give back to patients uh, in our community. Being El Paso, Sunland Park, uh, Las Cruces, um, we've helped a lot of patients locally uh, through Pecos Valley. Uh, We've done oil giveaways where we've given away RSO to, uh, you know, reciprocal patients that we had that were coming from El Paso and also back to um, patients of the New Mexico community. Um, I currently uh, work on getting patients, Texas patients, Uh, that are in the Compassionate Use Program into the New Mexico Reciprocal Program uh, so they can have access within New Mexico. Um, You know, I I do make sure that everybody that I deal with and that I talk to understands that bringing it back to Texas is illegal. um, But a lot of these patients don't care anymore. You know, that's what I've come to see. Uh, A lot of these patients want to put their health before the law. And I'm all for that. You know, that's when my wife was going through what she was going through. I had a lot of help uh, from people across the United States that would send me cannabis oil or some even sent me flour all in the mail. And nobody cared because they wanted to help. They wanted to help comfort my wife at the time. Um, I even had a lot of oil sent from Ronnie Smith. Um, Ronnie Smith was at one time Jack Hare's uh, personal assistant. Uh, so I had help from a lot of people and, and because I've had that help, I've always wanted to turn around and, and give back to the patients that, wow. that want it.
2: Wow. You know, you are speaking of Jack, you know, we, we've got Dan Hare on in two weeks, going to be here on the Texas Hemp show, uh, in a few weeks, uh, uh, Dan's going to be on in the first of, uh, December uh just kind of t- t- talking with him, um, man. That's very powerful, Colt. I, you know, I'm sorry for your loss, and and my condolences to you and the, and your and your family. And, and, and you know, my my mother has cancer right now. My mother-in-law has glaucoma. Uh, my wife's sister has cancer. My wife is uh, re- got rheumatoid arthritis and uh, a lupus patient. And so, like you, I come from you know. The advocacy that touches your my family just as it has affected you so you know my heart really goes out to to you and and um and the work that you're doing and uh, it's uh, it's something we all it touches us all at some point so mm-hmm. i i think that it is you know people don't care if they're when they're when they're trying to help somebody and do something you know to relieve um pain um, you know people don't really Follow the law uh, when it comes to that, especially a stupid law like, um, you know, like the, the laws with cannabis here in the in the in, in this nation. But let's speak to, um, and we'll take a commercial break here in a few seconds. But I wanted to ask, um, what do you, see, what do you see with the federal laws that are taking place? Because I one of the things we often talk about on the Texas Hemp Show uh cult is that it, 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 lawmakers are so slow in in in, in our in, in in Austin that uh might there be some federal uh, movement with the federal laws out of DC you know before our 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 state uh, makes a a move in the positive direction for for reform of cannabis
3: um you know I think it, federally there's a lot of people that um that want to change the law on both sides of the aisle. Like we just, mm-hmm. we've seen a, a Republican just file a, a reform bill here recently. It, it's the bigger players that are holding everything back, and um, you know, and that's just like it is in the state, uh, in the state of Texas. It's it's the bigger players holding everything back, and it's the ones that are gonna that are benefiting it, benefiting benefiting from it being illegal. Yeah, You know, we can sit here and and talk about, well, we're going to bring in a a billion dollars worth of taxes. Well, that tax money doesn't go into these politicians' pockets. It goes to the state. And them keeping it illegal keeps that money in their pockets for now. And until we see that change at the federal level and at the state level, nothing will change.
2: Yeah. Well, it's it's definitely um, a concern. And I think... um, We need better laws. We need better people elected and better representatives representing the voice of the people uh, Mm -hmm. elected into our state officials uh, here in in, in the Lone Star State. Our guest, Colt DeMorris, it's podcast number 62. I'm Russell with the Texas Hip Reporter and the Texas Hip Show. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back on the other side with our guest, Colt DeMorris of the El Paso Normal chapter, joining us here on podcast 62. We'll be back after this, guys.
1: And one who comes up like an angel and is nothing but a devil. I, um, I don't agree with him because
3: I'm not a follower of Muhammad myself. I think that uh, every pe- uh, all people have been mistreated in some form or another. But um, I don't agree with him. I don't follow Mohammed. I don't think anyone should follow
1: him. CRI is a top 25 nationally ranked CPA firm with offices across the southeast and with clients across the globe. Over the last few years, our firm has developed a niche in the agriculture and cannabis industry. We understand the unique challenges growers and processors face every day. Our seasoned team of professionals can help you meet these challenges with sound business, tax, financial, accounting, and technology advice. Visit CRICPA.com to find out more or schedule your free introductory consultation. That's CRICPA.com.
2: Medical marijuana is legal in Texas. Do you suffer from cancer, PTSD, IBS, peripheral neuropathy, autism, epilepsy, seizure disorders, osteoarthritis, or fibromyalgia? Well, medical marijuana is now legal in Texas as of September of 2021. Visit texasmedicalmarijuanadoctors.com. Call 713-659-HIMP. That's 713-659-Hemp and tell them you heard from the Texas Hemp Show. Visit our friends online at Texas Medical Marijuana The Texas Hemp
0: Reporter is available free at all HEBs and Whole Foods in Austin, Texas. Pick up a copy today. Cannabis is slowly becoming legal in Texas. So be sure to listen to the Texas Hemp Show Sunday mornings at 6 a.m. on KLBJ 590 a.m. or visit online at TexasHempReporter.com. Mail to over 2,000 licensed hemp producers in Texas. News, technology, trends, finance, culture, health, all things hemp in the Lone Star State. 60,000 copies made available each year. Available at over 500 CBD and smoke shops in Texas. That's the Texas Hemp Reporter Magazine and the Texas Hemp Show Podcast. Download wherever podcasts are available or listen Sundays at 6 a.m. on News Radio 590 KLBJ. Hey, this is Cheech Marine, and you're listening to The Texas Hemp Show.
1: Why take a chance with your hemp grow? Join Hemp Plan and avoid the risk. TPS Lab's exclusive hemp monitoring program. Hemp Plan members get one-on-one consulting from knowledgeable consultants who are available when you need them most. If you want to take the guesswork out of growing hemp and focus on what matters most, call TPS Lab today and ask for your free consultation. Take the next step to a successful harvest. Visit TPSLab.com or call today at 956-383-0739.
4: Do you qualify for medical marijuana? Texas allows medical-grade products with THC. If you have a diagnosis of PTSD, neuropathy of any kind, including diabetic, any cancer or seizure disorder, Dr. A at Good Earth MMJ Clinic will help. You believe in cannabis's medical benefits, as do we. VA veterans with PTSD do not fear, as your benefits are protected with a Dr. A's prescription in Texas. Please visit Goodearth210.com for all details and to book an appointment. Next day appointments available. We're here to get you well, not high. That's Goodearth210.com. You're
2: listening to the Texas Hemp Show, sponsored by The Lute. The Lute, helping vape and smoke shops deliver the most innovative products to customers, constantly creating new products that people love. E-liquid, salts, CBD topicals, tincture flower, edibles, and Delta 8. Your customers will be shouting, give me The Lute. The Lute, creating high-margin products for vape and smoke shops. Contact us today at thelootjuice.com for all your vape, CBD, and Delta 8 needs. Mention Texas Hemp Reporter for 10% off.
4: Give me The Lute. Hemp Sack Bags, preservation, protection, peace of mind. Hemp Sack Bags are designed for the curing, storing, and transporting of hemp and other agricultural products. Hemp Sack Bags are primarily for farmers, growers, and anyone else looking for the proper preservation and storage solution of their hemp or similar agricultural product. Visit the online store at HempSack.com or call 1-833-GOT-BAGS. Made in the USA and manufactured from FDA-approved food-grade materials, Hemp Sack bags do not leach into your flour. Harvest season is here. Texas Hemp Show listeners, use code THR2021 and get 10% off your whole order. That's HempSack.com.
0: You're listening to The Texas Hemp Show, produced by your friends at The Texas Hemp Reporter. 60,000 copies published free every year. The Texas Hemp Reporter is mailed to over 2,000 licensed hemp producers in Oklahoma, New Mexico, Arkansas, Louisiana, and Texas. News, technology, trends, finance, culture, health, all things hemp in the Lone Star State. The Texas Hemp Reporter Magazine.
4: Hey. This is Tommy Chong, and you're listening to The Texas Hemp Show.
0: Now, back to the show with your host, Russell Doubt. All right,
2: welcome back to the Texas Hemp Show. Russell Dowden, the publisher for the Texas Hemp Reporter magazine. We pick these up around the state, and mostly right now we're in Houston and in uh, Austin. We are expanding to San Antonio and to uh, the Dallas area in January of next year. So we will be expanding that way, and i I would love to have one out there reaching out to uh, New Mexico. We have been mailing them to New Mexico retailers occasionally and to New Mexico uh, growers that grow hemp. Uh, But I'm also very interested in seeing how that, I think the cannabis thing in New Mexico is a very lucrative deal. And, you know, it's a very exciting opportunity, especially April 1st, retailers will be able to sell recreational cannabis. That is a big positive, Colt having recreational marijuana there on, uh, on the New Mexico side of the border. And I, I, think that, uh, again, it just speaks to the slowness of Texas about our lawmakers. You know, we've got it to the North. We've got it to the West. We've got it to the East. We've got it to the South. <laughs> Everybody's got some better program of cannabis besides the Lone Star State. So, um, uh congrats to the new mexico and their legislature for making these these laws available uh and these changes uh for folks getting able to get their medicine and and the benefits of uh, of uh of cannabis it's not just been it's been medical there in new mexico only recently um now it's is it going to be recreational
3: well uh it's kind of it's kind of going slow um is it Yeah. So September 1st was the day that producers could start applying for their production license. Mm -hmm. Um, They've had about roughly about 1500 applications. Uh, Most of those are micro businesses. So those micro businesses will have a 200 plant count limit. Um, And then there are um, a good handful of vertically integrated um, companies that have applied I only know of one license that's been issued so far. What? Uh, Out of 1,500? Yeah. So um, a lot of of places um, are having a hard time proving water rights. You have to prove water rights to where you're going to build. And all of your buildings have to be set up and inspected and stuff like that. So um and that is that for the vertical vertical
2: integration license or not for for the 1500 but the retail space is is
3: showing promise right uh not yet so those licenses haven't even been issued yet uh okay. or you can't even apply for them january 1st uh you can apply for the okay. rest of the licensing being uh manufacturers retails consumption lounge courier license um those in the industry will have to be licensed so like myself I'll have to have um, a license to, uh, to sell it. So, um, those licenses will be available starting January 1st.
2: And and how expensive is the retail license for New Mexico business operators there? Uh, if you get one yourself to have a retail establishment, uh, uh, what, what, I mean, this is something curious, Texas Texans maybe find this very interesting, um, well, what is that? What what was that fee to get a, a retail license to, to sell cannabis recreationally?
3: So to be vertically integrated to do production, manufacturing, and retail, it was seventy five hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is a plant tax, so uh, that you have to pay up front. So if you're going to run uh, eight thousand plants, then you're going to have to pay. I believe it's fifty dollars a plant. Um, if you're just trying to do retail uh, or just a producer. Uh, it's $2,500. Okay.
2: Wow. Well, and and they've had 1500 people apply for a, a,
0: for producers,
2: a a producer's license, uh, of, uh, of, of, for $2,500. That's pretty, that's a, that's generating some revenue there already, just in the
3: licensing aspect of, of, uh, of New Mexico. That's so definitely Um, and 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 plus that plant tax on whoever that plant tax has to be paid before the license is issued so yeah they're just on licensing fees though and they're not that high compared to other states they're they're still going to make a pretty penny
2: yeah i mean 2500 7500 those aren't small but they're not outrageous for anybody investing in a bit a new business opportunity are Are you planning anything like that on your own? Uh, Just uh, I'm curious if, I mean, you're such a a warrior in this space. It wouldn't surprise me if you were going into some vertical integration in next year yourself, or even
3: maybe if you were exploring some kind of a retail opportunity. Um, I think there's going to be a lot of opportunity out there. Uh, There's some stuff I I can't talk about right now, but... There's, uh, I do have people wanting me to push my own line of products. Yeah. Um. And so I'm gonna kind of look into that. I've got to see where I fall at, uh, as job wise. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, I I love Pecos, but uh, I don't know what the future holds. So. Um, well, can you be as a Texas?
2: Can you be a Texas resident of? Uh, you know of El Paso and still have a business operating in New Mexico. I don't see there's, I don't, I wouldn't see there being any problem with that. Is that.
3: Yeah. I just would have to establish a business in New Mexico Mm -hmm. and, and, and that could be done. Um, There's also, it's just uh, the really big hard part is, is being able to prove water rights that you have rights to the water that you're going to be using um, and that you have everything there's so much on the checklist that you have to have, like security wise, uh, stuff like that. So uh, I don't know. I know that there is a company out here, Ultra Health. Uh, right now, they are the biggest in New Mexico. Uh, they're set to have about 50 stores uh, by the time uh, legalization comes around. Uh, he has a 225,000 square foot a food grade facility out in alamogordo that um that he'll be renting spots out of uh so you uh they'll help you apply for the license is what i've heard so i might go that route i don't i just don't know i don't i don't know what the future holds i do want to do something though
2: it's funny one of my best friends from high school's wife is from clovis and he he knows that the laws have changed over there in uh in new mexico and and so uh, he's he's thinking about having a uh, retail spot sp- spot somewhere in the state because he has his in-laws have family there in Clovis on the border of the Texas border there at Clovis, New mexico. so uh, I just uh, I kind of was you know wondering how those permits were going and and the growth of of the upcoming recreational market there in in the state i'm fascinated by it i wonder if there's opportunity for us expanding our magazines out there do you have other publications in new mexico there there used to be one called uh the dank or something that was there there.
3: yeah dank magazines around um Uh purple magazine is around uh, those are the only two that I am familiar with, but yeah, Dank yeah, magazine is. is, is a good one. They, they uh, they're really good to El Paso normal. They put our logo in their magazine. So mm-hmm. you definitely can see the El Paso normal logo uh, in the last two issues for sure. But they're, well, they're, they're they're good supporters of ours.
2: Did you hear about um, Jesse sent me an article earlier about the Texas department of state health services um, and the court of appeals for the third district. Um I guess the motion for the temporary relief was actually granted
3: in the Delta eight case. Did you hear about that today? I did. I did. And, and that's how it should be. You know, I'm a big stickler of word of law and the way the law is worded Delta H is legal. Um, You know, I've used the word of law in New Mexico a lot because uh, I'm actually a New Mexico medical card holder and Mm -hmm. I was able to get a card when the law They had um, changed the law to where instead of having to be a New Mexico resident, you you had to be a person. So it's a big thing. The word of law is a big thing to me. So the Delta Eight is going just at, in my opinion, just how it should.
2: I think um, I think that the uh, the issue is 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 the people are spoken and I've tuned in on a couple of those broadcasts that they've done, you know, with the, with the plaintiffs. And and so um it's a good thing that they're, they're, they're moving forward with that. Um, I want to read from your mission statement here from El Paso Normal. Our mission is to educate the public in order to legalize the responsible use of cannabis by adults. We are for ending prohibition, a prohibition where it started. El Paso Normal meets on the fourth Saturday of every month. Please follow their Facebook, Twitter, and their website. For locations as well as many of the upcoming events. Our guest Colt Demoris, the Texas El Paso Normal Director. That's the website there on screen. I believe it's uh, um, what is the website? TX or EP Is that right? Yes, sir. Yeah. Um, you know, let me ask you: Any ideas if uh, there's any other district reps like Art Ferrero, state reps that are running for office in 2022 over there in the western part of the state? I don't know if there's redistricting going on with y'all over there in that part of the state this um, this session, this upcoming year. Uh, or what? What? What's it looking like shaking up politically for candidates? Is there anybody announced any pro cannabis? Uh, from that district area. I know you follow this stuff and you're, that's, you you know, you know, what's going on with the Western part of the state and that area. Uh, Are you getting a sense of who, who's going to be running for office uh, in this upcoming uh, uh, run here in 2022?
3: Yeah. So luckily, since I've started El Paso Normal in 2014, all of the representatives locally have Always voted in favor of, you know, like the comprehensive medical bill or the penalty reduction bill. So we've never really had any opposition. Um, Joe Moody is running again. He just filed uh, to run again, which I'm thankful for. Uh, he will continue to be my representative. Uh, there was redistricting that um, did shake up Art Fierro's district. And um, I can't, uh, is it Lino Ortega? maybe, um, -hmm. their their district and where they're going to have to end up running against each other. Um, but I don't think that's going to affect us too much, um, in a sense of, uh, marijuana reform, because again, uh, all of our representatives here that all of our district representatives are on the right side of voting.
2: Do you, um, D- Is your thought with normal, you know, I've had Jackson here in the studio before uh, from, from Austin, uh, in that chapter, and everyone says that they got to get the laws past Dan Patrick. Is that r- kind of where we're at with getting, you know, better cannabis laws and expanding, uh, you know, higher um, levels of, of, of medicine?
3: Definitely. Um, you know, if you really think about it, any any medical bill that, I mean, not any medical bill, any marijuana bill. That has touched Governor Greg Abbott's desk. Uh, he has signed, um, you know, so anything that's meaningful, like the penalty reduction, um, you know, it was at, at first uh, reduced to a civil penalty and then Joe Moody amended it to fit something that Governor Abbott had said mm-hmm. and it passed the House and Patrick killed it in the Senate. So right now, Patrick is definitely um, an obstacle in our way uh, for meaningful reform.
2: Well, I'll be at the Texas Hemp Convention this Saturday for the um, uh, big kind of, it's just the the big convention there. I don't know. Do you go to anything like that, hemp related? I know you're more for the cannabis side in the advocacy work you do, but I didn't know if you've go to some of these events that have been going on, like the Lucky Leaf and other no, ways. I just uh, I
3: haven't had time to peel off. It would be it would be dope to have the time to go to stuff like that. Yes,
2: good good use of the adjective there, dope. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, fire off anything. What's cooking up? What have you guys got coming up this fall? Any more fundraising? When do you do your annual fundraising? Let's just as we wrap a little here, uh, give you an opportunity to plug the um, the work you're doing and and you know how can folks get involved and and support. Uh, you know, our West Texas area in El Paso, uh, normal.
3: Yeah, as far as normal, uh, we haven't had too many in person meetings, uh, since the start of COVID. Mm. Uh, it's kind of been rough around El Paso. Yeah, Yeah, it was Um, very
2: rough. And the when the when the I I, we watched that, uh, you know, on
3: on uh, our you know, our our media coverage, El Paso was hit very hard. Yeah, so we've kind of uh stayed back uh, a little bit we are planning on kicking off come the new year. Um, we're going to have Texas cannabis, uh, collective down Austin's coming down, mm-hmm. uh, hopefully in January. Uh, so we want to kind of kick off the whole, uh, getting back in, in, well, I mean, I guess depending on how COVID goes this, this winter, but, um, you know, that's something we want to do, but right now we're really tackling, uh, City Council, uh, we're trying to stay on their back, trying to keep relevant in them, uh, in front of them. Um, if they're gonna, if they're they're gonna vote on this, and I I think it's gonna fall the same way. We're trying not to let it, but it's that stuff is still there. So uh, what we're gonna be doing is we're gonna be doing a petition drive uh, this coming year, trying to get one two things on in front of City Council uh, for them to vote down. One of them being uh a city ordinance for site and release and one of them uh being so they can't spend any money on testing marijuana basically what we've lost in what we've kind of won and lost in front of them already uh, but we want to put it on the ballot we want to get it in front of the people Uh, so we're going to have to run a petition drive Uh, we're going to be looking for about fourteen thousand signatures twice Mm -hmm. uh to get it on the ballot in november so that's what we're really focusing on right now
2: well, it's uh, it's really great to hear your story. It's great to hear the work that you're doing. Um, I'm excited for you and, and the opportunities that New Mexico has. Uh, uh, even as a Texas resident, I think that it 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 should it should give our lawmakers a a, a, f- a better fix on what our neighbors are doing. And I, I with regards to cannabis. And so we hope that some reform uh, is coming down the way. But but very unique spot that you're in there in west texas with el paso and and then you've got the the new lawson right next to you and your neighbors uh you're kind of in a a unique position there where you're in this space and 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 then working there in new mexico so um uh, thank you for your service and what you do for for cannabis here in the lone star state and and thank you we wish you the best and and continue continue your success and as you march forward advocating for this plant
3: Thank you. Um, I appreciate being on the show, Russell. Uh, shout out to David Bass, Jesse, yourself, <laughs> the producers. Um, you know, I'll get your magazines out in the dispensaries. Yeah,
2: I'm uh, going to get some to you. I tell you what I was going to say. When, when is Austin and Jesse going out there to visit you? I might like to tag along or dr- drive the old pickup out that way and say hi.
3: Okay. Um, I think Austin, I don't know about Jesse, but Austin was planning to come in January. He wanted to meet up with Moody. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah. I'm working on arranging that. Um, I've already talked to Moody. He said he's he's game. Uh, so yeah, it would. Probably, I think uh, it's going to be the third weekend of January, like January 21st or something around, somewhere could,
2: around there. Could you get arranged for an interview with Moody to come on the Texas Hemp Show? Would that be something you think you would approach him on? I know you've got a good relationship with him. I, th- I think it'd be yeah, good. Definitely. Good. Good to have him on uh, to talk about uh, you know the upcoming. Uh, legislation and and see what uh what his thoughts are moving
3: forward yeah definitely i'll shoot him a text right now after we're done here
2: yeah sounds good well well thank you man and uh gosh we uh we we appreciate you being on and and uh i'll be in touch with uh with you guys as and, and soon and and i'll keep i'll make sure we get some magazines out to you please send me an email or a text to make sure i've got a snail mail address i'll get i'll get some of this issue that's right here with Chief Manine on the cover i'll get some out to you this weekend sounds good Okay. Well, thank you so much. We appreciate you being on the Texas Hemp Show. Thank you. Thanks, Russell. Have a good All right. one. All right. Thank you. There is. It's Colt Morris here on podcast number 61 or two, sixty-two 62 of the Texas Hemp Show. And, um, uh, man, very powerful. Um, you know, the things that I'm going through with my family and, and the losses that he's had and already taken in this battle, um, you know to legalize this plant uh man it's that's 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 some very powerful so- stuff there uh with the losses that he's had in his family and i tell you uh you know that's only going to make him keep marching forward um to for you know better advocacy and better better laws for this plant and i i i salute him and wish colt the best um next week on the texas hemp show we are going to take a break i believe because next week is Thanksgiving so we're just gonna let everybody visit our staff's just gonna go and do their thing visit with their families I know um I may have family in town so after that we will be back on the first week of December and as I mentioned earlier uh Dan Herrer on the program uh, will be on and so we will we will um, have them on have him on and we'll just talk about the hemp uh, products and the hemp plant and and what uh, Dan and the work that his father did so look forward to that and then we have, Um, The Tricome Institute will be on And we may check in with our friends Over there at uh, Grow House Media Because the uh, annual event uh, The uh, Taste of Texas Hemp Cup Is coming up on December 12th And we may check in with Liz and Patrick And just kind of see where things are going with them So uh, it's Russell With the Texas Hemp Reporter Magazine Be sure to pick one of these up at your Whole Foods Or your HEBs or smoke shops around town Here in Austin or Houston and uh, we'll see you guys next month. Enjoy your Thanksgiving and uh happy holidays. See you next time. As Jesse would say, adios.
0: Bitch, can't bo- bitch, no. bo- bitch. Here's how the bitches jack. They try to catch a dumb nigga in the act. You came to the club, stepped to the bar, and pulled out a water dub. After you got buzz, she walked by and saw how big her ass was. Got her on the dance floor, and she started dancing like a hoe. Jimmy got stiff.